Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Well, I'm really, really excited to have Aaron Dunn, Director of Research Services Vertical Systems. Welcome, Aaron, to Executives at the Edge. Really excited about all this network as a service, and I know you're going to give us some great insights. So, Aaron, if you can please tell us a little bit about yourself and Vertical Systems, that would be really great. Well, I'm excited to be here also. We all love a good podcast, don't we? Um, so my, so as you just said, Aaron Dunn, Vertical Systems Group, I direct the research practice and I have been doing this for longer than I care to admit. The company has been around since 1986, right after divestiture. And we focus on wireline data services. And so really squarely in line with the genesis of MEF, when it was the Metro Ethernet Forum. And then as that forum has evolved to take on other uh, interesting topics. So have we. Uh, so we focus on the types of services that enterprise customers like to buy from network vendors, uh, network service providers, and pay them you know, a monthly fee. <laughs> and that has changed so much over the last 20 years. And NAS right now, which is the topic of this podcast, is kind of the culmination of what we've seen over the last many years as service providers have rolled out service after service after service to meet the evolving needs of enterprise customers. So as I said, I direct the research practice here and uh, we target and uh, our syndicated research to service providers, equipment vendors, uh, Wall Street is doing a lot of M&A and some very, very high-end enterprise customers that treat their networks like a service provider would. Um, so we focus on market shares um, and a lot of quantitative uh, analysis of these markets. So fits right in with what's happening here with NAS being an emerging service that we're not seeing a lot of re revenue yet, but certainly very much high on the hype factor and very much high on the, uh, you know, I guess, attention of everyone in this industry. Yeah. So thank you, Aaron. That, that is a great introduction. And your point about it's not yet fully adopted, it's been 10 years we've been talking about NAS. Um, mm -hmm. But really, at the end of the day, I think there are a lot of managed services and Correct. there are a lot of services offered, you know, we even on site that are managed or and from the cloud managed. And, and, and I don't think they have a label called NAS. So maybe... Maybe if you add right. all that in, it's kind of like the early days, or I don't know how to call that, but but anyways, let's just talk about what is NAS and like what's sure. triggering this migration. Right. So I think I have an interesting way, and it must it comes from the way my company researches these types of services. And I think if we look at that evolution, as you just said, or migration, if you look at there's legacy services that are still out there. I mean, we hate to talk about them, but you have frame, ATM, you have private lines. They're still there. It's, you know, a couple billion dollars worth of revenue. Not a lot, but they're still there. So I'd call that kind of services, I don't know, 1.0 maybe. Then you roll into the next stage of managed services. 
that really required the type of direction that that MEF is really good at giving, like Ethernet, like SD-WAN, I mean, sorry, like Ethernet, like MPLS, like the VPNs that are still out there. And you're talking billions, $50 billion worth of revenue. Then we've moved into, I don't know, 3.0, do you want to call it? We have SD-WAN, we have SSE, we have SASE, we have all these different types of, of acronyms that take the legacy style managed services to the next level by adding automation, by adding all of the different sort of bells and whistles that customers are really interested in. And now we have network as a service. So I think your question is really great is, are we already there? Can we call these type of very intelligent managed services that we already see out there in the market network as a service? Or are we looking for the next interesting thing? To lay over. <laughs> so yeah. like you don't have the <laughs> I just asked you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you know, NAS that the way the network as a service, well, let's just back up. For long time enterprises being, you know, bringing in capital equipment and asking mm -hmm. someone to manage it. So sure. it's one model. And they'd be bringing in and saying that was wrong for decades, you know, that you buy a bunch of equipment and someone would have to manage it. Well, of course, the IT staff, but they would also outsource part of that networking part and say, hey, you manage all that network gear. So that's probably the earliest iteration of this kind of managed model. And right. then we see, you know, the idea that more and more they're trying to manage that from some remote location. And so that starts the idea of clouds. And then we're seeing this IT migration to clouds, certainly since COVID. And now everybody's used to their IT sitting in clouds. So now sure. we're starting to think, well, why can networks kind of sit, you know, in the cloud? In the cloud. And, and now the destination is not data centers and sites. It's it's basically clouds. Clouds. And so the question now becomes is what is network as a service? Mm -hmm. And I think MEF has defined it as, you know, this underlay where you can buy underlays anywhere in the world and get it at cloud-like speeds on demand, be able to scale up and down. And then you have all the overlay technology of SD-WAN, as you know, and then cybersecurity is coming very hard at hot. Everybody's talking about cybersecurity, SASE, sure. the new buzzword out there, SSE, zero trust. And then you talk about all multi-clouds because not one enterprise deals with just one cloud. And I think all of that bundled together into a commercial model that is by like a utility Sure. Um, it, to me, why NAS has suddenly become top of mind. It's that utility. It's that that the enterprise is buying from clouds already, very used to clouds. And it's some, I think NAS a decade ago was like that. It was a completely different description to where it is now. But those are my thoughts. So that, you I, your thoughts. I think those are great. I I would agree. And I want, I very much want all of that to be the case as we work to get to that point, I think the very natural shift of, as you alluded to, the CapEx to the operating, to the, to the OpEx type of model, let's shift that revenue stream uh, to, to a different, um, to a, you know, to, to operating expenses is really valuable to a lot of folks. Uh, I, I have a, I have a couple of interesting comments that um, as I dug into some of our research and some of the very, very current feedback that I've been seeing from the vendors and the service providers, first of all, um, I'm honored to be 
on the MEF judging panel uh, for for the upcoming awards. And one of a few of those uh, awards are focused on NAS, whether it's services, whether it's Outlook, what are you doing right now, and, and all of those, those different kinds of things. So I've, I've had the ability to read through and see what service providers and equipment vendors are talking about. And it's really interesting. Um, they resonate with what you were just saying, but the, the connection to everything, ultimate reach, uh, the underlay and the overlay, automation, software only, lots of different partners. And I find that to be very interesting. API driven, uh, the flexibility 24 seven, you know, all of that. And, and so then I, I take those definitions or the, those kind of characterizations of NAS, and then I overlay it with what we're seeing from some of the surveys that we're doing when we specifically ask, what are the challenges that you see in the managed services market with SASE, with SD-WAN, with NAS? And the challenges always come back to scaling is hard, APIs are hard, partners are hard, the frequency of releases are hard. Um, and and so I find it very interesting that the challenges that the service providers are citing uh, that they're really focused on over the next, let's say, year to 18 months are directly in line with the type of rollouts that that NAS is proof that 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 the market is promising. So, having all said that, and not to sound negative at all, because it certainly is not, I I think this leads to first of all the math being or being more important than ever, because if this is not standardized, we're not going anywhere. It's just too hard. Um, and so, rolling out the standards and having the adoption of the standards by the vendors, by the cloud providers, the hyperscalers, the WAN providers, the telcos, you name it, and then being able to work together to create this ecosystem of network as a service is, it, 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 we can get there. And uh, But I, I think it's going to be a lot of work and a very, very step-by-step -step process. We really have to work all together. And that is going to be incredibly difficult as this scales. We really need the type of standards and uh, I guess management, I would call it, of the entire ecosystem that MEF is looking to help with. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, that's exactly what our journey has been, Aaron, for, you know, the six plus years I've been the CTO is maybe subconsciously we didn't realize it, but, you know, we've been automating both the business and the operational aspects in that blockchain. So to give you that cloud-like experience to scale up and down. And then we've been adding all kinds of services going up the stack. That's the first thing I said, automate up the stack when I started. Up the stack. CTO, yep. And, you know, we we defined layer one connectivity service. We defined carry then for sure for two decades. We then went and defined IP services, which was kind of strange because IETF has really done a lot of that work, but no one's ever defined a service definition yeah. with attributes. So we did that. And then we did SD-WAN. First time mm -hmm. ever in history, there was a standardization you know, with SD-WAN. They started in 2012. And then we went and defined SASE and Zero Trust, and we keep going up the stack. So I think the, the standardization of the service behaviors, um, the APIs and the automation aspects and the blockchains, and then additionally, the certifications we have come out and coming out with, you know, SAS ESD-WAN certification, um, not just on our standard, but really does this, does threats 
does a provider, a vendor, does it really live up to protecting threats and does it perform correctly in traffic steering and application performance degradations and all this stuff is in the certifications that we're bringing out to market. And then additionally, you look at what we're doing is we're pulling the ecosystem together and that is huge, as That's you mentioned. Huge. And mm-hmm. all of this is, we now put it under an umbrella called NAS. You know, right. I think we've been doing parts of it, not realizing what we were building, <laughs> but uh, now we realize the market wants and calling it something, it's called NAS. And mm-hmm. if you think about utilities, we buy utilities every time, you know, water utilities, power utilities, they do something masterful. They they sell it to us as a service and they do all the upgrades. They do all the management. They give deliver the high availability, the uptimes, you know, and they make sure it works correctly. Like I don't get water with pathogens in it. Hopefully not. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> but, but and, you know, that's their responsibility. So the bandwidth sure. should be same thing for your pathogens. So it gets to my right. question is, so are NAS solutions better, cheaper, faster, easier, and more trustworthy than other options currently available? Well, I think that remains to be seen. And I, if NAS delivered, it certainly will address the challenges that customers are seeing, providers are seeing um, with the current managed services market. Um, and so building this ecosystem certainly gives the opportunity for that kind of utopia <laughs> of 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 network as a service and i anyone that's 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 new to this industry we're all we love we love cloud-based services i love hitting my phone and having things just happen uh but going back to that utility kind of co- um, comment you just made the only time we get irritated with utilities is when you can't get them right so <laughs> the starting point here is you got to make sure as you said starting with with layer one that that you have the access and once you have the access and it works and you get the proper bandwidth and the proper SLA that is required, then yes, I, I, I really do think as we work harder on going up the stack that NAS does fulfill the promise of being the better, faster, cheaper type of service. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm bullish on this uh, because again, it really can address a lot of the issues as long as you can get the access. And, and that, of course, is always the number one issue. And once you're there, um, uh, I look to all of the folks in the software industry, in the chip industry, in the standards type of industries to help us build these these out. Because as we all know, and we've been saying this, God, I want to say every every conference or every panel I've I've been on for I don't know how many years, is first of all we're waiting for the killer application. Well, it's 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 here, which is everything's in the cloud. Um, and then the other concept was how do we get it all to the cloud? Well, it's it's there. So uh, I, I think this is what we need to get to the next next step, which is network as a service. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, Aaron. I I think you're spot on, and thank you for your great articulation about NAS. And we're very excited for our GNE event coming out here, our global NAS event, in a early October in Dallas. And I think you're going to see some very, very key, great presentations, keynotes, some great insights. Also, there'll be the LSO Summit, uh, the Lifecycle Service Orchestration Summit on Automation on the Monday, which will talk about how does the ecosystem plug together in an automated right. machine-to-machine way. 
so that everything responds in real time. And, you know, that's really critical. You can't have a NAS where something, you know, you want to change something, do something, and then all of a sudden it depends on a partner ecosystem or a supply chain that can take months. That, that to me, is not NAS. That is not NAS. I mean, NAS is, is all the partners working together and these type of changes happening in, in quick order. I'm also looking forward to the awards because, as I said, being on that judging panel, there's a lot of really interesting submissions there uh, for for these different types of services. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that shakes out. Well, you know, you get to see all of that. We're all hidden from that. We don't have any. Yeah, I bet you are. Well, good. It's good you're hidden. <laughs> yeah, we're. It's completely a third party, uh, you know, awards that MEP does, mm-hmm. does not interfere with. We let the analysts right, uh, right, out right, that of everything. So again. Aaron, thank you so much for your great insight. It's been a pleasure and look forward to seeing you at the GNE. And again, thank you once again. Thanks, Pascal. Bye-bye.